This is Stories for the Future, a podcast on a mission to get you excited and optimistic about a future full of fantastic opportunities. My name is Veslemøy Klavnesverke, and I'm trying to figure out how we can all live good lives, have exciting jobs, and at the same time take good care of the planet and everyone living here. I want to unlock the superpowers of everyday people so that together we can co-create a future we're all excited about. So come join me on this journey. The future is up to us and I know that we can make it a good one. Before I go on to introduce you to this week's guest, I will tell you about my latest endeavor in my own company. The newest pillar in my company I call Repurpose You. It is a program for professionals who feel stuck in their current job, but can't really figure out where to go, what to do, or who to ask for help. They are looking for a way to have more impact, feel more happy about going to work on Monday morning, and a way that they can use the skills and experiences they have gained through their careers up until now. So if you feel called to explore this and if it's something for you, just send me a message. You can find my contact details at bycause.co, that is B-Y-C-A-U-S-E dot co, on LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram. I have a quite rare name, so you should find me easily. But now let's get to know this week's guest. I'm continuing with this very feminine start to the new season with another woman who has entered into my radar during the last few months. Her name is Jøril Korperu Jonsen. Jøril has 25 years of experience in leadership, innovation and sustainability, and she was previously head of sustainability at IKEA Norway. Today, Jøril runs her own company Fremvekst, a change agency that strengthens businesses on their journey of responsibility individually and collectively. As a chief ecosystem facilitator, she is on a journey searching for new meaningful assignments. She is an associate partner in Corporate Good, a board member of the startup company WeMe Facilitators and of the association Relate to Change. Jøril has a strong commitment to both internal and external sustainability. She is trained as a B-leader by B Corp Nordics and is one of the first inner development goals catalysts in Norway. She's also part of Laura Storm's global network of regenerative leaders. So, finally, welcome to Stories for the Future, Jøril. It's so great to finally have you here. And we had some hiccups uh, leading up to the with the planning, but <laughs> Finally, we're here. So welcome. Thank you, Veslema. It's uh, super uh, exciting and an uh, honor to to be together with you and the important matters of uh, capturing stories for the future. So I would really like to just jump straight in because this podcast, as I've shared with you before, is very much a product of my big enthusiasm and optimism for the future mm. and how we can all take part in making it better. Mm. This is something I truly believe. So I focus very much on the transition and the choices that people have made in order to get where they are today. Mm. And as I mentioned in the introduction, 
you have worked for 25 years or more than that, perhaps in mm. IKEA. So I'm super interested in you sharing what made you do the leap and maybe as a follow-up on that, mm. how did you do the leap? Mm. Oh, that's a long story. It's a, it's almost a lifetime. Uh, you could say 25 years, I'm at the stage now where I'm standing midlife. So if you look back uh, in the call of being an active, stubborn optimist, also being very driven of doing better, uh, creating better with people and for people, 25 years is sort of uh, a long line of uh, work life um, and for me, uh, meeting IKEA then almost today, it's 27 years ago, uh, I had the opportunity to go to design school where uh, IKEA in Norway, where IKEA globally, were an active co-creator of really then building ta talents for the creative industry, also then picking it up from, from Norway. So that were the door opener. Uh, for me also then uh, starting my career at IKEA in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. And uh, then you can say, why did I take a leap? I think that uh, having the opportunity to really then uh, create a better everyday life for the many people, with people, and also being part of a retail industry that had changed enormously uh, through those 25 years, also now standing on a leap where you meet both an environmental, social and economical challenges from, from a world view, but also from a, from a human view. I got a call to also then uh, look upon where am I now? And due to several challenges, do I still see myself uh, building a better IKEA for people, with people? Or do I see myself on other business scenes where I also can uh, contribute on a more local level here in Norway? So I think that were the more ethical and moral choices that also made me consider why I would change or close a door or go, or go out of the revolving door in the IKEA assessment, so to say. Mm. Uh, and I think there are many reasons of that. IKEA have had a, I have had a privilege of working both nationally and globally with huge responsibility, both given responsibility, but also had had the huge privilege of actually then working with developing both people uh, or business through people uh, with a value-driven uh, culture as such, but also as a progressive uh, company with a retail, with a, within the retail industry also be in forefront of being a change catalyst for, mm. for the better, both for people throughout the whole pipeline in the industry, but also inside and outside the company. So, so finding out after a huge transformational process to, to understand, should I stay or should I go? It's also bringing me back to the choices, as you say. Yeah. But I'm like, thankful of being able to contribute with. And if I leap uh, 20 years uh, forward, where would I then continue to be thankful for, for making changes? And I think, think that were my, 
my moral ground or breaking point to really understand now it's time to also close one door to open a new chapter to see also how can I actually contribute with the wisdom and knowledge that I have. So when it became clear, it was really clear that now it's time to, to, to close that door. So I have this image that I use all the time that when you, you kind of, you close that one door and then you have, you stand there in a long corridor with yeah. a lot of doors. So then you're in no man's land mm. for a while. So what did you do? What did you spend some time thinking? Did you jump into something? What did you do then? Uh, that's a good question. I think uh, the process are really, everything is interconnected. So to, to integrate the change, to really own the change, that's very important factor. And we had a, a good, really conscious and uh, coherent transaction between me as an employer and Ikea as an employee. And for me, that is also a value-driven process that it were a clear stand for me, but we made a clear stand together. Mm. So when it were clear, it were a kind of celebrating moment, say that it has been a long uh, relationship and I wish you good luck and we wish you good luck. And we were supporters of each other uh, as a brand, as, as an individual. Mm. And when that were clear said, I were really then ready to conquer the world again, mm. sort of, because I had the super grounded feeling uh, that I were safe, I were protected, but I was also ready to take the next leap. And I were also clear that the, the, um, the way would be my goal, sort of. So I also made a commitment that uh, I will go for a, for a search or I will go for a, I will scout new opportunities, mm. meaning that I would not jump uh, just to jump. I would really be open to, to understand what is happening in the market. Who am I uh, in the new territory? Uh, where do I belong and where I, where can I really then contribute with um, my experiences and I, my belief system. So mm. that were the strategy of, of consciousness that I also made as a permission or a commitment to myself that don't rush. Have time uh, to actually pause and then sense into to what is happening, why is it happening. And with my experience and, and commitment and passion, where would I have a desire to, to step in? Yeah. So because this is, and this is, of course, very different for different people that often it's so easy to, to think about, hmm. oh, I, I see that is my place to be, like, hmm. oh, I should be there. Hmm. But you, you, you rush into it without kind of thinking through just the practical mm -hmm. things also, what mm. does that job really entail? Mm. What, what would I do from day to day? Mm. So I think it's, um, we should allow ourselves to test a little mm. bit or to scout at, yep. as you said. Yeah. So, but that's of course, often a financial question for yep. people like you have to yep. go. That's how society is built mm. up, mm. unfortunately. But, uh, yeah. And I think that that's also to to see that as a, as a, 
as a gratitude or a privilege. It's a choice with a capacity that I uh, made uh, possible or we had as a possibility as a family to also give that space. Yeah. Uh, and that is also a learning exercise uh, in a world where you have, where do you then encounter your power? Is it based on what you do or who you are? And I think mm-hmm. here also, if you say that we need to re- raise the human consciousness, we cannot solve the problems with the same thinking as we created them, as Albert Einstein said. Mm-hmm. Is also uh, using this journey as a learning exercise, understanding for me that I have also within a retail industry and being a part of creating mass consumption. And one of the greatest challenges is mass consumption. And I have also been, even though if my if my parents lived today, I would prob they would probably be seen as quite sustainable pioneer sort of how they capture the value of their family life how I also were able to grow up yeah but in the means when I also got the opportunity to to have a wealth in income I also catered a mass consumption behavior and value for myself and my family so I believe that this chapter where I also took a conscious choice as an employee, as a mother, as a citizen, to also see that is there other ways. It's also a learning exercise to to understand what this means to fully live life-centered and what is life-centered based on also being more close to your inner nature in connecting with nature as such. Yeah. And what does actually means mean them? So there are many, and it's not to say it's easy, it's super hard, yeah. it's super frustrating. I've been part of, in one hand, you need, I'm a safety rider. And in the one hand, I'm a super challenger, provoker that, that create new path. And in that alchemist dance, you also need, or has I have been used to being part of a big crowd or a, mm. or a nurturing culture with a lot of people, stakeholders, but suddenly you are or I am in a territory now where I consciously have chosen to go out in a field where I'm not part of a tribe, sort of. Yeah. That, and in, and- in, in, in that space... You could also feel, or I could also feel the sense of loneliness. So to, so to, to understand that or to also not control that, but to just be in that is also a super exciting learning exercise. Yeah. And that, that is a very good segue into my next question because I'm very focused on, or I think a lot about our professional identity Mm. because I feel that when people uh, change careers Mm. that is all often a a hindrance I think and I I use myself as an example when I left oil and gas and thinking that the paralyzing thought of okay if I'm not a geophysicist who am I because we have so much identity connected to our profession 
So then you feel like, oh, it's very scary. You came from a very a big organization and a tribe, sort of, mm-hmm. and then suddenly you're on your on your own, and you're also the new kid on the block. So yeah. how did you deal with that? Oh, that's a good uh, question. It has been, I think I can bring you back to, uh, a little bit back in into arena of IKEA. Uh, I had the opportunity to work as a design leader for 23 years within IKEA. Mm-hmm. So I catered design leadership or innovation leadership. There are many descriptions of what a design leadership or a transformative leadership are. And in that sense, you build credibility and also the the possibility to to influence uh, people and business transformation. And closing that door and opening a new door, entering the sustainability arena, where the first encounter where I also then had to consider the identity. Because in the first, as an example, in the first global meeting, not being the design director, by being the, the sustainability director, suddenly the identity were gone, sort of. Because I were the new kid in black. Yeah, yeah. And the feeling of both security and insecurity in that were, were sort of something that I could consider that would happen, but in terms of my own reactions or actions or behaviors were an observation in itself. So suddenly my behavior uh, were also then changing uh, in terms of feeling secure, insecure, old patterns, new patterns in terms of leadership. And I think that also enabled me to also uh, feeling more safe when I also then closed the door and encounter a new territory outside IKEA, yeah. even though that I am now in a consultant business and also in a in the sustainability era, you can say that I'm a I'm a sustainable enthusiast or an imperfect sustainability enthusiast, but I am also an inner. So I encounter both the inner dimension and the outer dimension. Mm. And I have a strong ground in really facilitating uh, the leadership in terms of also leading, leaving the control station. So it's interesting that you asked this question now because I had a reflection about that yesterday. Do you can say that I have... In the new territory, I would believe or I would dare to say that I have an integrity in terms of who I am and what I stand for. Mm. And being safe about that is also uh, giving the opportunity that my voice matter. Yeah. And today or the yesterday we're reflecting upon it might be that I'm too silent because I believe that other matters more. Mm-hmm. And it's not for me to say that I matter, but but shared voices in terms that we need a equitable world. We also need to invite the diversity of voices in. Yes. And then how do you invite yourself in? Not for the cause of yourself, but in the cause of what you believe in. Mm. And I think that that also is back to the identity to do really find out, okay, who I 
am I in this? And I, if I believe that we need to be inspired of all life, where uh, inclusivity owned by everybody, I invite in, but I also probably need to invite myself in. Mm. Not for my own sake of my own ego to be recognized, but in the sake of creating the society or the systems, I believe that we need to change. I think it's so important you bring in with your mm. your experiences uh, and the whole you, mm. the professional and the personal mm. you from IKEA and mm. from your experience mm. uh, background. And I think a lot about that when it comes to people, for instance, transitioning out of fossil fuel mm. industries, that we're not we're not to say that okay now you go from that. And then you become this because mm. we we love putting people in these boxes. Mm. But instead, like think that you go from this, like mm. from fossil fuel, being an engineer, for instance, and then you go into this and you bring with you all your experiences mm. and your skills and knowledge mm. from where you come from. Yeah. So it's not like you you put yourself into a new box. You kind of integrate yeah. everything that you're from yeah. before. And I think that to understand that and to say that you have skills matter, or you can say competences is a sum of motivation, skills, and knowledge. Mm -hmm. And then you can have knowledge matter that are deep within fossil fuels as an example. But it might be that you also have skills matter from a leadership. And then you have a huge motivation then to transition to a new a niche or a new arena that is yeah. not based on the same knowledge matter. So I think in the world we live today, we need to understand which skills and capabilities do we need. It's mm. not to say that we need deeper knowledge matter, because we probably do. But but to encounter the skills that will lead, what is what does leadership mean? What mm. does self leadership mean? How how are how are you in relation to your own consciousness and your choices, and how? Are you in the relationship with others and the world around you? And then it's back to skills that are more generic. Uh, that that for me also became clear that I have skills matter and experience leading it in both people and business transitions. I've done it in several knowledge matters, and I have a motivation and drive to create better for the better for, for human consciousness, but also to be sure that in 2070, when my youngest girl are, are, are retiring, mm -hmm. what kind of world would I like her to live within? I have that choice now. I can foresee and inspire people with my vision to see that. And then we can also bring actions that will actually leap us in that direction. Yeah. So I know that you're focused a lot about both outer and inner sustainability. Mm. And that luckily, or it's a good thing that it, there is a growing attention around the inner part mm. and many initiatives are, are mm. coming, coming up like the inner development goals, for yeah. instance. So maybe you can just share a little bit around this and, and your views on the importance yeah. of yeah. this. 
and I will first uh, I I will do that Veslemay. Uh, but I had a I had the Winnie Pooh uh, picture that I would like to share with you. Mm-hmm. A little bit uh, in the example of uh, identity, because they say that uh, how does one become a butterfly? Pooh asked uh, Pensivelli. You must want to fly so much that you are willing to give up being a caterpillar, Piglet replied. You mean to die? Pooh said. Yes and no, he answered. What's looked like you will die, but you will really live on. So true. True. Yeah. I it's think a wise that... guy. <laughs> yeah. And I think that also closes the reflection about the identity or the new kid in black. So there is a sorrow of letting things die because, and for me, passionate, a heartfelt desire to work in that arena or to be in that arena, but also to understand that you, you by letting that die to celebrate that, will also then opening a new you sort of yeah. with with that you will really live on. Yeah. I think that's super beautiful. It's it's <laughs> it's all about changes, I yeah. think, and embracing change. Yeah. yeah. So the inner sustainability is the inner part of the outer sustainability. Mm. And you could say that uh, I stepped on a journey when I closed the door in IKEA to also explore uh, the field of regenerative leadership together with uh, Laura Storm or, and the whole collective sphere of people on the same tribe uh, eager to learn uh, what is this uh, all about. And bringing it back to the inner capacity, you could also say that we have a world today that are based on the outer is super rational. That's the, the tech structure, the financial structure, uh, the operational mechanical way of looking at our organization and businesses as such. And then you have the inner part that are, are more filled with well-being or social dimension. And I think then to see the balancing of this, that the inner part also belong on the business arena, is the wealth of the being capacity, both for the individual, for the collective and the systemic wealth. And if you say that the capacity of Jörin as an individual, if I am not connected to my inner compass or my consciousness as a human, of why I'm here and what is my desire to contribute to create a better world. If I am on the unethic or moral, unmoral ground, that will also influence my choices. And if I'm in the world as the world are today, that we have, we have never been more stressed. Mm. Psychological illness has never been a world disease as it is today. Yeah. And by living in a doing world, our brain power are depleted of having the capacity of showing empathy, uh, finding new ways and capacity. So also to understand that there is other ways of also leading this change uh, from a collective and systemic level where life-affirming principles 
is the showing ground, I think we're the greatest learning. And that brought me actually also into the arena of the, the nonprofit movement that we also can see now spreading worldwide across, uh, rooted in, in inner uh, development goals. Mm. And that also came out as a respond or responses of the frustration of not accelerating our transition towards the sustainable development goals with the speed or the effect we desired for. Or what kind of skills and capabilities do we need on the inner and a collective individual and collective led level to really then reach the sustainable development goals. So so I would be really curious to hear how you because now when you work with with companies with the like sustain the the outer sustainability mm. how do you incorporate the focus on the inner development goals or the the need for these skills that we need uh, need in order mm. to accomplish the outer goals. Mm. It's a good question. I think we are on the learning path where we, where we as both individual consultants, businesses are exploring and learning as we go to, to bring clarity into the to arenas where we really need change. I think one of the activities that have, we have done is then to also establish a catalyst on the local market. So I can say now you have a network collaboration that, that with individuals that, that find the cause of being inspirators in our local, on the local soil or on the local ground to, to invite people in to understand what is this really about, mm. to explore uh, what does inner development means in the way of also then transforming sustainable development. So in Norway, we have eight or nine networks that work a non-profit to really then collaborate to bring people in to gain inspiration and clarity and awareness what is this really mm. and here there has been a collaborative effort through network uh, from businesses academia and NGOs I think only the six last months where there has been a lot of uh, awareness building, but also engagement of, and learning that has also br- brought new opportunities in existing businesses. So you have, an, as an example, now individuals that work in bigger organizations that have looked at their DNA to, to find out, okay, uh, what is this really? And how can we actually then integrate it in existing systems? Hmm. And this initiative have really started by having people coming to these more collaborative open spaces to really have a safe ground to explore what is this really and to recognize existing systems, but also feeling safe to actually challenging uh, system change. And I think there is one interesting, and they have a DNA that is also built on co-creation. So there, yes. so there is a, as a global co-creation movement, you can say. And now you can say that there is a framework of five factors. It's, it's saying that being, thinking, relating, collaborating, and active. You will have no change without acting. And you will have no change with a change in human consciousness. 
So you have to work on both both sectors, sort of. I can raise my consciousness, but if I don't bring that out in actions, it it will not change. Yeah. So I think the interconnectedness of that is sort of the sign into the roadmap. What they have 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 seen now lately is also that the whole research co-creation phase is happening in Europe. So now they will also then to understand what does it mean with a the, with a diverse worldview. There is a, now a second research phase where there is also a huge call for for new change makers from academia to businesses to individuals to also then be part of a new research phase. We have all voices heard in understanding what does this uh, in the development mean to actually then transition the world to be a better place in terms of the outer sustainability. Because if you don't have the being power, how are you then capable of the caring power? True. Okay, so we are approaching the end here, but I have one final question for you, uh, which is very much related to the place that you're at at the moment okay. and the, the, the work that you do. So if you had a magic wand uh, to instantly change one thing in the world of business for the better, mm. what would that be and why? Oh, that's a wise, uh, it's a big question. But yes. one thing that uh, my mind is, um, we're part of an exciting uh, dialogue as this in Arndal Suka. Mm -hmm. And um, if you go back to the toolkit of a regenerator or a change maker, I think one of the most important skills is listening. By using listening, you also need to pause and you need to use silence. And you need to also understand what is your inner peace, sort of. So in that dialogue uh, in Arndal, I also said that, that the busyness of Arndal is super busy. So with the curiosity to say that if you pause Arndal and an able individual to stand like this, to look each other in the eyes and to really then say, what is the inner peace of Arndal? Or what is the inner peace of Oslo? Or what is the inner peace of Norway? And what capacity would we have if we raise human consciousness? So what if we placed all of us in a circle, leaving our power structures? Yes and came together as humans, listening deeply, deeply to ourselves, the nature, really understand what are the world asking of us. What would happen then? Mm. Would we change the course of matter in the course of history? Mm. So listening. Listening and pausing. Mm. Yeah. It's a busy world out there in, in businesses, so it, it could be a, a good thing for many companies to mm. think more about, I think. And, and the exciting part is that we always have the choice. Yes. So it's not a matter of, of, of something new that we have, but it's a matter of a conscious choice to use that as a source of new wisdom. It's between every 
every finger. We have a mellomrum. We have mm-hmm. an in between. But then you need to to really then use your braveness then. Mm. True. That's uh, some uh, wise uh, final <laughs> words. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, uh, Yere. It has been wonderful. And, Thank you, uh, Yeah, and, and best of luck with everything that you're working on. And mm. I have no doubt it will be amazing. Mm. So, uh, Thank you. Thank, Thank you very you. much for our exciting talk. So that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much to Jörel for her time and for her really interesting story of change. And as always, I will share the contact information and relevant links in the show notes so that you can get in touch with Jörel if you want to. I will be back in two weeks time, so I hope you will join me then. And until then, remember, it's never, never too late to find the impactful work that you really enjoy. Remember that and talk to you soon.